You're listening to the We Talk Real Talk podcast, hosted by Paige and Lydia. We are two 20-somethings who are seeking to reach our full potential, and we hope our content will inspire others to reach theirs as well. In this lifestyle podcast, we discuss our thoughts and insights on navigating life and its many transitions. Through our various wellness-focused topics, we promise to deliver lots of real talk. We would love it if you hit that subscribe button or left us a review, so we know we're providing you with the best content possible. Thanks for tuning in to the We Talk Real Talk podcast. Enjoy today's episode. It's a double name, but this is just, you take your, your quizzes on this one too, right? On the 16, yeah, personalities.com one. Yeah. Is, but it's still, I feel like, known as Myers-Briggs. Yeah, I think so too. So e- either way, that is what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really excited because... I have taken this test probably like 10 times and I get the same thing every single time. And I just, I just think it's so accurate and so cool. That's interesting. I don't know how you took it that many times. I think I've only taken it twice, but I got the same thing every time or both times. I I remember taking this so many times during undergrad, like to kill time in class. And I feel like me and my friend Kirby used to take it a lot together. I don't really even know if that's true. I might have made that up. I wonder if I wonder if she gets the same thing every time too. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Well, anyway, before yeah, we get into we, this exciting conversation, Lydia, <laughs> do you want to start with your good thing? Yes, I'm actually really excited about my good thing this week. So, I oh my gosh, I'm so bad. I don't. Was it episode two, three? That we talked about living alone and being independent. That was episode three. Okay, episode three. Wait, so, that was episode four. Oh, oh my gosh, time's flying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so episode four. If you guys haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to go back. And there's a lot of really useful information in there, tips and tricks about just being a clean and living on your own. And so that's where my good thing comes into play. So. Paige, I know that you make your bed every day, and I'm always so inspired by that, and I just have never had uh, the desire to do it, and even John would make his bed every day, and then he got into the bad habit of not doing it because I didn't do it, and I know, I know. Well, I was just thinking to myself, why would I need to make my bed if I'm just going to be sleeping in it? Like, I didn't think there was any purpose behind it, and then I listened to this one podcast and I'm not going to remember the name of it now but in it they talked about like decluttering your life and the fact that when you have a cluttered bed it makes you feel more cluttered even if you may not be realizing it like in the moment and then they said too you know if you make your bed every morning that's like for kind of first thing or first couple things you do in the morning that's like the One thing you can cross off your checklist, like, hey, I I did at least this for the day. And so I loved it so much. So I started making my bed every day this past week. And now I make it into like a challenge. So I (laughs) I wake up, I make my coffee, and then I come back. And I, I literally put my t- – I pull up my timer on my phone. Oh, my God. Start, and start my timer to see how quickly I can make my bed. And I have, like, eight pillows on my on my bed. I have, like, so many pillows and so many blankets. And I've gotten it down to two and a half minutes. And so Dang. now 
now it's a race. So it's, I don't know, it's just a really fun thing. And then I kept thinking to myself, well, if I had kids, this would be such a fun thing to do, like a race to who who can make their bed the fastest, but also have it look really nice. So yeah, I love if you guys listening have little ones at home, that might be a good thing to try out. Or if you have a spouse that doesn't want to make the bed, <laughs> another good thing to try. Well, yeah, I, I've seen a video, a YouTube video about this whole bed making thing. Yeah. I've also seen it in like a post too on Facebook, but yeah, it's like this, oh, I'm going to mess it up, but some military person in uniform giving a speech to a group of students. I don't know if it was a high school graduation or something. I can't remember. I'll mm-hmm. link the video in the show notes. It's really inspiring. But yeah, it's him talking about if all else fails, if you have the worst day ever, if you don't get anything done, you've done nothing, you feel like. If you come home and your bed's made, you at least did that. And that's like just the perfect way to start off your day. So I love that you started to do that too right. because I think it's so important. Well, and and, the, and also I didn't even think about like when I walk through the door and I look in my room and I see that my bed is nicely made and just looks so comfortable. It just like a wave of, I don't know, comfort washes over me. I can leave my stress at the door. Feeling. I know. So you helped inspire me. So that that was my good thing for the oh, week. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> what about yours? All right. My good thing is that I got my apartment all cleaned last night, spotless, cleaned everything. I'm a big fan of cleaning, as you all know. (laughs) And then I had time to pull out my Christmas decorations. So I put out my little mini tree and my lights and some little other light up trees and got all my Christmas candles out and a few other decorations. And now... My apartment is in the Christmas spirit and it's making me happy. I love that. I just went to Walmart today to pick up a lot of random things and I purposely had to avoid the Christmas section so that I wouldn't buy anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I know I haven't really been to Target to the Christmas section yet, but I like feel such an urge to go. You'll go and you'll probably, just like we all do, we'll probably spend more than we should. (laughs) Oh, for sure. That just happens when you're in Target, like anyone. I love it. I know I love. Target. I don't even. I don't even dislike it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love spending money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so kind of getting into the nitty gritty of this episode. Nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. So uh, again, just to kind of reemphasize the Myers Briggs or sixteenpersonalities.com. It's a personality test to help you figure out kind of what your personality is. So the, I don't know if it's a group or an organization, but essentially they say that every person's personality or everyone in the world only has like 16 personalities. Like that's the total spectrum. And so you fall on some area of this big list, this big spectrum. And I don't know, this is just a really, really good website, good group to go through to kind of just learn about about what your personality type is like, what makes you you, what are your strengths and weaknesses, and how you can kind of lead your best life based off of truly knowing yourself. Yeah, and honestly, if you haven't taken this quiz yet or test yet and you are in a location right now where you can do so, maybe just give this episode a pause and 
take the test really quick, see what you get, and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode because that might make it even that much more helpful for you. 100% agree with that. We'll link the test that we take in the show notes as well, so it'll be there for you if you haven't taken it yet. But we also, before we get into it, we want to talk about why, like why personality tests, why should somebody take one, specific reasons why. And we've got about five, right? All right, so our first reason why we think that personality tests are really, really nice and good to take are that, is that, are that? (laughs) Is that? Oh, that's my like least favorite grammatical thing. Is an R. Is that situation that I just went through. <laughs> so personality tests can really help inform your career. So if you can't decide on a specific route or you just really don't know what's going on with your life um, or what would be a good fit for you, your personality can help determine what would be a good fit for you. So for instance, if you're super highly sensitive it might be better for you to do something that is service-based, so teaching or something like that. Uh, also, highly sensitive people enjoy quiet workplaces because they don't like overstimulation. So knowing about yourself and whether you are sensitive or maybe you're not and you should be in a different field, it could just help you kind of get on the right track into an environment that's going to fit you really well. Definitely. And kind of going off of that, so number two is it can help you decide what to study in school. So obviously, for mo- for most of us, we go to school first and then we dive into a career. Um, so I'm surprised they didn't put this as like the first reason. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, but kind of going on what off of what Paige said, you know, if if you know you hate really really stressful situations, you don't do well in stressful situations, then picking a major that may be a little bit more stressful, you know, like law or potentially pre-med, like may not be the best option for you. At the same time, if you're a really big social butterfly and you love meeting new people and love talking to people and you're studying a major in school that doesn't allow you to communicate with people and you're kind of isolated or by yourself most of the day, then that might not be a really good major for you. Yeah. The third reason is that it can help you understand your strengths and weaknesses, which I personally think is one of the most important things I get out of this test. So the more insight you have into how you operate as a human being, that it'll be just be that much easier to determine what your best and worst traits are. So this can come in handy both personally and professionally. But I just think having something to tell you and put into words what your strengths and weaknesses are is really important because obviously you know and you have an idea of what you're good at, what you're not good at, what your weaknesses are, but sometimes it's just hard to put them into words and it's hard to like explain them to other people if you don't really understand them yourself. Right. I also think going off of that too, though, it, this is unbiased, right? And so sometimes when you talk to other people in life, even if they're trying to be unbiased, you might not perceive what they're saying in the best way. And so this is taking a personality quiz to understand or assessment. I don't want to call it a quiz, like an assessment to truly get down to truly what your strengths and weaknesses are and when it's coming from kind of like a logical base some some outside factor that's not your mom or your friend I think it's easier at least for me to accept especially the weaknesses you know because if no nobody or a lot of people don't really like talking about their weaknesses I know sometimes I definitely don't and so I think for me having an outside source reminding me 
this is these are your areas of uh, you know needing a little work you know potentially some growth opportunity i think that's really helpful yeah and the the fact that these things are other people's strengths and weaknesses too. So other people have these personality types. It makes you feel like you're not alone. You're not crazy. Like, yes, this is just is a normal thing. And yeah, you do have these weaknesses. You should probably work on them if you can. Yeah, no, definitely. And then going off of that, kind of the next thing is that it does play a role in social interactions and just, I think, in relationships in general. I think if you can understand the interworkings of how somebody lives day to day and kind of the life that they they lead internally it can help you have a better relationship with them in kind of any capacity whether it's a work relationship an actual dating relationship a family relationship being able to understand why someone reacts a certain way or why someone understands things in a different way than you just is going to help the relationship be be stronger. Yeah, it's so helpful. I remember, I'm going to talk about Kirby again. And I honestly, I, I, I remember this and I might be making it up, but I remember sitting in class with Kirby, taking these tests and then looking at each other's results and reading through them and mm-hmm. being like, wow, that makes so much sense for both of us. We we're both like, oh my gosh, like I understand you. Like <laughs> it just feels right. so good. Right. And I think at least before we get into what what each of our personality types are. My personality type is very different than what my f- family members are, and I don't I don't know if they've taken the Myers-Briggs exactly, but they've taken kind of different forms of it. And I've actually used this to talk to my mom about why I handle situations the way I do and why I'm not as social as she and my sister are. And so I I mean, I don't know if she actually listens to what I have to say about this, but it's it is a way for other people to understand the way you work, um, you know, in in ways that it's not just you know it's not just your words. It's somebody else's, you know, concise words that can kind of put your feelings onto paper. Yeah, explaining it in the way that you really can't. Right. Yep. Exactly. Which ties into our last reason. It's that it just feels good to know yourself. It feels good to know yourself. It feels good to know other people. And Mm -hmm. chances are, if you've taken a Myers-Briggs personality test or something like that, and you read your results, you probably have said something like, this is so me. And I know that's exactly how I was. I read my results. I read through my strengths and weaknesses. And I was like, holy freaking crap. Like, I've never felt so understood before. And it was from a stupid computer screen. Like, I don't know. I just think it's crazy. It gives you so much insight. Like, imagine if you were at a job that you hated. And the big reason why was because the career you're in didn't complement your personality. And you had kind of had no idea why you hated it. It just wasn't suiting you. If you knew what your, you know, your true personality was and what your strengths and weaknesses were, you could hopefully find a career that was best suited for you. And ultimately, you, you'll be happier. Okay. The next thing we wanted to talk about was actually breaking down the letters of the Myers-Briggs. So if you guys haven't taken the test yet, Again, we'd kind of encourage you to pause right now, go and take the test. It doesn't take 
that long, maybe, what would you say, Paige, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take super long, but it'll give you a better understanding of what we're talking about for the rest of this podcast. So I encourage you to pause, go take the the quiz, but then definitely come back and listen. <laughs> yeah, please come back. Please, please do. Yeah. So I will start off. The first two major letters that there are are E and I. So the E is extroverted and the I is obviously introverted. And I think this one is the easiest for people to understand and grasp. And I, not always, but I think generally is the easiest to kind of differentiate between if you outwardly are looking at someone. So extraversion versus introversion, it signifies the source and direction of a person's energy expression. So an extrovert's source and direction of energy expression is mainly in the external world, while an introvert has a source of energy mainly inside in their own internal world. So it's not necessarily like, oh yeah, I'm really outgoing. That definitely plays a role, but it's more so where is that person drawing their source of energy from? Is it from the external world, from other people or things or whatnot versus introversion where your energy is coming kind of from within? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So some person could be really super outgoing but they still get drained in social situations. They need to take a minute and reset with themselves to get energy. Or you could be the opposite and you could be totally drained of energy when you're home and you need to get out and be with people to get that energy back. Exactly. Okay, so the second two letters are S and N. S stands for sensing and N actually stands for intuition, which doesn't make sense, but they just okay. took yeah, <laughs> the second letter. <laughs> so... This criterion represents the method by which someone perceives information. So sensing means that a person mainly believes info that he or she receives directly from the external world, while intuition means that a person believes mainly information that he or she receives from the internal or imaginative world. So the way I understand this is that sensing, you believe others more while intuition like you're gonna believe your for yourself first is that how you understand it Liz? yeah that that i would agree with that okay mm-hmm. so the next two letters are t and f so the t stands for thinking and the f stands for feeling and so it represents how someone processes information so thinking means that a person makes a decision mainly based through logic whereas feeling generally a decision is based on emotion um i kind of think of this one with do you go do you go with your gut or do you go with your mind oh yeah that's a good way to say that yeah and then the last two letters the fourth criterion it's judging and perceiving so judging is j and perceiving is p this reflects how a person implements the information that he or she has processed already so You either just process this information by thinking or feeling, and now you're going to implement that information. So judging means that a person organizes all of their life events and sticks to the plans, and perceiving means that they're more inclined to improvise and explore alternative options. So if you are more spontaneous, Mm -hmm. you're probably perceiving. If you are more I don't want to say, like, maybe like more of a homebody, less spontaneous. Maybe you're more judging. Right. And I sometimes I, like, don't really like the word judging because it has a negative connotation to it. It does, yeah. But I think they just mean it 
mean it in the sense of you you take the information you have and you kind of analyze it and 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 judge it in that sense versus just someone who has information is just like I'm just gonna do what I want you know yeah judging in this sense isn't negative it's like literally like think of a judge on the stand like just listening to the information and they're doing with it what they need to do right so these four different groups of letters in the end yield 16 different combinations which Mm -hmm. is why it is called the 16 personality types so you will, once you take this test, you will get matched with one of those 16 combinations of those eight letters we just talked about. Okay, so along with the 16 different letter combinations that you can have with, out of those eight letters, each personality type will also end with either an A or a T. Yep. So mm-hmm. A stands for assertive and T stands for turbulent. Assertive versus turbulent. You can kind of give some idea as to what that might mean. So People who have the A tend to be more self-assured, even tempered. They're pretty resistant when it comes to stress. They don't worry very often when stress comes their way. They also don't necessarily, this says they don't push themselves too hard when it comes to achieving goals. I don't really like that. I think that it kind of depends on the person. I, I relate it more so to to stress. How How do you deal with stress versus a turbulent person, they're really self-conscious and really sensitive when it comes to stress. Um, They kind of experience a pretty wide range of emotions. They're pretty success-driven, perfectionistic, or yeah, perfectionistic. I was like, is that a word? (laughs) Um, And definitely eager to improve and to achieve. I kind of view it as, in my mind, does stress control you like a turbulent type of person, or do you control your stress? Like an assertive person, like you have a handle on your your stress, you know how to manage it, and or things don't really stress you out very much. That's just kind of your personality. Also, with the 16 personalities results, it'll give you even more information about the A and the T. So what I'm reading right now for my personality type It kind of explains how assertive and turbulent people handle stress differently. It tells you how they fall under optimists or pessimists. It tells you how they rely on others. So it explains more than just stress. It'll tell you turbulent people rely on others this in this way. Assertive people rely on others this way. Turbulent people fall under social pressures in this type of way. Assertive people fall under social pressures in this type of way. So there's different like categories. It also it, talks yeah. about how you rely on other people. It definitely um, applies to your personality type. Yeah. Break it down for you. If you guys go and you take the the test, you'll understand what we're we're talking about. And then honestly, you can only explain it so well because it's going to depend on the person. Right. Absolutely. So I. I'm an INFJ, which is definitely what I thought I would be. And I thought it was actually interesting. Apparently, this category is the least, not popular, but it's the least common personality type across like the country in the world. It's the smallest group of people, which I had no idea that was a thing. So INFJ, again, so mine stands for introversion. N is intuition, F is feeling, and then what did I say? Oh, J. J is then judging. Um, So we're different on the 
the I'm ISFJ. So Letty and I are different on the S and the N. Yeah. So intu- intu- intuition versus sensing. So yeah. I so I don't know. Maybe we should talk about kind of the difference between the, those two just to kind of start off, and then we can talk about similarities. Yeah. So just to kind of go back here, like the difference between sensing and intuition, it's the way you perceive information. So. Lydia probably perceives information from herself according to the test, while I perceive it more from the outside world. Yeah, I would agree with that. that I makes mean, sense. I don't know how – I mean, that's so vague, but right. that's what this test says about me and Lydia. Yeah. So obviously the biggest one – or the first one, like I versus E, so introversion versus extroversion. Were you, were you surprised at all that you got the introversion Not one? Not even a little bit. Yeah. And I actually know that somebody who took our little quiz on Instagram was really surprised that they got introversion. So they see themselves, I'm just going to say it was Kirby. So Kirby yeah. sees herself as an extrovert. Wait. But she got. Wait, no, no, no. She sees herself as an introvert, but she, keep, she keeps getting the E. And she says every time she takes the test, she's surprised that she gets the E. But because she feels as though she's an introvert. Right. So and it's so it is really interesting because and I, I think that the way it's hard because the way that they explain it again is do you do you kind of like thrive off of the energy of like the external world like talking to people getting to know people or do you prefer just kind of the inner workings of yourself and not you know what I mean I don't know yeah. but I think it's interesting too because I like when I am with my friends and family, like the people that I know the most, I feel like I, I mean, I'm super loud and crazy and talkative. I never stop talking. But if you don't know me, I'm very like, like I'm tight lipped. Like I don't say very much just because it takes a lot of energy out of me to go out of my way to interact with people I don't know, or be in situations where I'm feeling really uncomfortable because I'm I don't know people. I don't know. Like that's that's just how kind of how I am. Yeah. Even for me though, being with people I'm really, really close with, after a few hours, I'm I'm drained. Like not in a bad way. I'm just I'm just ready for a little quiet time laying. Well, and, and so for that, I feel like it totally makes like that makes sense for why you'd be put as an introvert, but I feel, and maybe maybe you can comment because you know me, Paige, but I feel like I'm not like that with the people I'm close with. I feel like I get even more energized when I'm around everybody, everybody I love and care about. I get so excited to see people and I get, like, I thrive off of the energy of being around everybody else that I love. But I've also, you know, the past five years, I haven't been around everybody as often as I'd like to be so is part of that coming from the fact that I'm, I'm just lonely, you know? Well, also, though, Lydia, like, you don't see us a ton. So, when, I mean, when I see you guys once every five months, like, like yeah, that's going to bring me energy because I'm excited. But, like, if you saw us once a week, we're still just as close. But right. would that be a bit more draining? I don't know. I t- It was funny. So, Corinne and I talked about this. This was like years ago in PT school. And I don't even know if we were talking about Myers-Briggs or not, but we were talking about the concept of introversion and extroversion, and I'm probably going to mess it up right now. But so 
Corinne in like the outside world is she's very outgoing, like, you know, can talk to everybody. Whereas I'm just like, ooh, like if I don't know you, I don't really want to talk. It's uncomfortable. But then if we're in a setting where like we both know people, I I get really excited and energized spending time and being around like lots of people and the, again that I know whereas it's pretty dra- draining for her and she's exhausted by the end of it. And so we were I think we said something like she's an introverted extrovert and I'm an an extroverted introvert. Yeah, an extrovert. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. So part of me wonders, I don't know, maybe Meyer, my, the Myers-Briggs people will make a like a secondary like column or like a, I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't see you as one or the other, really. Yeah, I don't know. Do you see me as an introvert if you, if you didn't know that I got that result? See, but it's weird though, because I feel like you're kind you're kind of similar to how Corinne is. I feel like you do very well in situations where you I was actually know. thinking that I was gonna say, yeah. hey, what's her t- what's her personality type? Right. Because yeah. I feel like that's how you are. Like if you don't know people, like you're st- like you're pretty good at at still being social with people, but like it's draining for for you. That's exactly you know? yeah. When you said that, I was like, Yeah, that's me. I, you're like I that. feel like I'm pretty good with talking to people. I don't think I really have a big problem with that usually. But do I enjoy it? Like I'm faking it till I'm making it here. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas I don't, I don't know. See, so that's why part of me wonders, am I really an E? But when you take, when you take the quest or take the quiz or the test, it, it asks like questions that I feel like pertain to, at least for the introversion, extroversion, I feel like it does pertain to situations where you're around either lots of people or or maybe I perceived it as being around people that like I don't know. And so I answered yeah, I so I answered it in that context. But if the question was phrased like, do you get energy, you know, do you get lots of energy being around a bunch of people that you know or whatever, I feel like I would answer it differently. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just I just think that the E and the I, it always, it always throws me. And obviously with these personality uh, tests, guys, you know, is everything, every little thing going to be right and applicable to you? No, but a good chunk of it likely will be. <laughs> okay, so next we already talked about it, but again, I am an S and Lydia is an N for our second letter. So again, that's how we perceive information. We're going to kind of move on from that because we just mm-hmm. talked about that. So the third one then, we are both F. So we're both feeling, Mm -hmm. which a refresher means that usually we make decisions based off of emotion and what we feel like we should do. Which I think is also interesting because I always thought that I, I feel like I, I feel (laughs) (laughs) my first indication that I analyze everything and I think about everything. But I think at the end of the day, I kind of go, I do go with, I go with my gut. Like it's I interesting. Go. Yeah, I've never really thought about this because I've because my personality type itself fits me so well when I read just like the general overview of it. When I think about the actual letters here, I would have thought that I made decisions based off of logic. I feel like right. that's I don't know, that's kind of weird now that I'm thinking about it. Well, no, that that's exactly how I feel too. I don't know. Maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Probably yeah, we probably are. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody let us know. So then the last one, like we said, 
was the the judging or or the perceiving and i i have too many tabs open and i lost i lost lost. we're j so so judging reflects how a person implements the information we have wait what i just worded that so weirdly it it's how we implement the information that we just processed whatever so we are judging which means that we typically organize all of our life events and stick to plans which yes Mm -hmm. that is me definitely me I feel like for the people who may be peas who just kind of like go with the flow and don't have a plan for anything I'm like how how would I live my life if I didn't have a plan (laughs) I want to be a pea I feel like to peas I'm so lame I'm so annoying I'm always like trying to be the boss <laughs> but right. I don't mean to like it's not like I, I don't actually feel like a bossy person but I feel like I'm like such a buzzkill because me as a person I cannot be spontaneous in that I way I can't I'm always thinking about logistics always well, I get I get really anxious like I just have to know I like to think that I'm flexible that if the plan changes like I'm fine with that I just need to know what the general plan is. I if the yeah, I'm fine with the plan changing as long as there's a plan and it makes sense. Right. I and yeah. the logistics are worked out. I always I always talk about logistics first. You logistics. have to. <laughs> That's so funny. So why don't we talk about the strengths and weaknesses now of each of our like personality types? Okay, yeah. So the strengths and weaknesses when you take the 16 personalities test, I think are just the most exciting part of the mm-hmm. test and the results that you get. Because yeah, the letters kind of are cool, but like these strengths and weaknesses are so spot on. So what are yours? Okay, so my strengths for ISFJ, that's what I am, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. ISFJ. So my strengths are supportive, reliable and patient, imaginative and observant, enthusiastic, loyal and hardworking, and good practical skills. And it's hard for me to be like, yeah, like those are my strengths. It's actually sadly more my weaknesses that I think match me. That's, but that's how because I we're feel so too. critical of ourselves. Yeah, that's how I exactly feel. I you you were literally talking, and I scrolled through mine, and I was like, oh, I don't know if my my strengths fit me, but my weaknesses definitely yeah, do. Yeah, my weaknesses are definitely, definitely me. It's so interesting. So I don't know if that's because we're too hot on ourselves or we don't give ourselves enough credit, but I read through these strengths and I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could be that, but. If you had to pick one of the strengths that you think is, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I am. I am at least that. What would you say? I would say, oh, not enthusiastic. I don't think I'm enthusiastic. So I don't know why that's there. <laughs> I think good practical skills and either reliable and patient or loyal and hardworking. I think those those are all, yeah, I think those are all pretty good for you, honestly. I think I'm pretty reliable. Oh, definitely. And pretty hardworking. Also true. But, I mean, I would say I'm patient, but Jimmy would probably say I wasn't. I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm patient. I'm not patient, so that's, <laughs> maybe that's the difference between INFJ and yeah, INFJ. Maybe that's the thing there. So my weaknesses, this is where it gets interesting. Yes. So my weaknesses, humble and shy, takes things too personally, represses my feelings. I don't like how I worded that. Rep- represses, <laughs> I repress my feelings, overload myself, I'm reluctant to change, and I'm too altruistic. 
So I just, it like just shakes me to read these because it's one of those things like you can't put it into words yourself unless somebody else puts it into words for you. Right, right. But I definitely take things too personally sometimes. I think I've gotten a lot better at that over the last few years. I definitely repress my feelings. I have been known to overload myself. That was more so in college and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I can be really, really shy and humble at like the wrong times when I need to like speak up for myself. I think you don't give yourself enough credit sometimes for like your accomplishments. Uh. I I was thinking about that today and I was kind of wondering what, because I didn't know what your personality type was before us talking. And I don't know how I got on to this topic, but I just kind of thought that, and I don't know if it's because our personality types tend to be so hardworking and we do tend to be a little bit more humble or or perfectionistic that we don't we don't actually give ourselves credit when credit's due. Yeah. You know. It's interesting. Right. I like I one of my favorite quotes from that song, it's like work hard, stay humble, be kind. Yeah. You know? Always yeah. stay humble and kind, like all those quotes. Right. I always like I, I try I think about that like every day, like like work hard but be humble. Like always but sometimes I feel like there's times when it like gets taken a little bit too far you know what I mean right well there's a difference between being you know cocky or insensitive about your accomplishments and there there's a difference between that and being proud of what of what you've done you know yeah definitely those are interesting though I think those definitely describe describe you pretty well what about you so I don't think my my strengths are I'm like no these are not me well some of them, <laughs> some of them are but some of them definitely wait are. let me hear them, let me hear them. okay so the first one is creative which I'm like eh so it's creative insightful inspiring and convincing de- decisive which John would tell you otherwise determined and passionate and then altruistic okay those are definitely you Lydia aside from decisive okay but. <laughs> Wait, well, read the second, insightful. fourth, and insightful. That's you. Insp- and then inspiring and, and convincing. What does that even mean? Yeah, you can be really convincing when you get on a roll. Oh my gosh. That's just because I'm determined and passionate. Right. <laughs> like one of the other bullets. <laughs> you are determined and passionate. Oh, goodness. Those are yeah. you. Except for the decisive one. I'm definitely not decisive. Yeah, you're not very decisive. No, no. So that one the other ones are definitely you. I agree. It's okay. I'm not enthusiastic, so. So we can just we'll take out one of those. Yeah. (laughs) And then my weaknesses, which I think most of them I feel like apply. So I'm sensitive, extremely private, which that okay, now that I'm reading this it makes sense. So it says this personality type they tend they keep to themselves before they truly open up to to friends or someone close and trusting can be a really hard thing for them. And now that I'm reading that, that makes total sense because at first when I see extremely private, I was like, I'm not private. I tell my family and friends everything. <laughs> but no, it's that to get to that point of having a close friend, like it takes a lot of time for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is actually funny. So Eventually, guys, we'll probably talk about the Enneagram numbers, and I think that's super interesting because based off of what I am for that, 
I'm like, re- I'm a really, really loyal person. So it takes a while for me to warm up to someone. But once they've earned or once they've earned my trust, right? They've earned, yeah, my trust. I'm yeah. like loyal till to the end. So, okay. Yeah. I guess I agree with this, with this weakness. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have perfect, perfectionistic, always needs to have a cause and then can burn out easily. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I'm like, how did I get through PT school? I don't know. (laughs) Perfectionistic, that fits you, right? Like pretty well. Yeah, I think I've gotten better with that though. Because I I, think you have too. Yeah, because definitely in high school, like it was a problem. Like I would fight, not fight, but argue with teachers about like a single point being taken off. Yeah. Now I think... I try and accept criticism a little bit better. I try not to be as sensitive. Uh, it's a work in progress. But I think, especially since I'm stepping into a career field now and not just school, I, I've i had to make a conscious effort to shift my mindset into they're not, don't, like, they're not saying this to you to, for you to take it personally. Like, you don't need to be perfect. Like, life is a, a constant learning, growing experience. And so... Anyone who is an INFJ, maybe you can relate to what I'm saying because that's kind of how the struggles I've felt or dealt with going through throughout school and then into the career field. Which, yeah, talking about career field, I want to know what your your personality type said for you, Paige. Oh, me like, too. What, like what your career paths were. I'm actually looking there right now at our. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm looking at our answers from mm-hmm. when we asked people what they were. And I got Kirby's thing totally wrong. So she tested as an introvert and she's shocked because she would feel like she's an extrovert. Oh, got it. Back up there. But (laughs) we had two other people reply that they were INFJs as well. So you have two buddies with you in this little club lid. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So that's interesting. That's interesting because out of the people who answered, most were INFJ. Most because not a whole lot of people answered, but... You said that that was the yeah. smallest group. Which I I think that's interesting too. Yeah, it is, it is the smallest like group of all the 16 personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody else was an ENFJ. So the same thing, just extroverted. Interesting. Yeah. So what are your what are your career paths? I want to know if they're okay. similar to like what you, you're doing or like- I actually haven't looked at this in a bit, so I'm not sure. So- Defenders are skilled at remembering things about others, which makes them not only valuable assistants, but well-liked colleagues. So, oh, I'm in the wrong section here. Okay. So my career paths for ISFJ, strong, well-developed institutions alongside like-minded friends are attractive workplaces for people with the defender personality type and careers as nurses, elementary school teachers, and social and religious workers are attractive options. Sometimes the desire to help others is enough in itself. It's not uncommon to find defenders volunteering and helping the community at shelters, food banks, and their children's schools. Defenders are warm, service-oriented people, and hardly anyone is more welcome in these and many, many other roles. So I don't know. I'm interested to hear yours, Lid, because like I said, my brother... Mm-hmm. is yours and I feel like my brother and I are pretty similar so I'm interested to hear so I don't think that those fit me I, I don't know mm-hmm. like I wouldn't call myself but at the same okay I mean I, I I get what you mean but at the same time when you think about the career field that you're in or the career career field that like you thought you were going to go into so originally you kind of thought you were you'd be music ed right so that's you know teaching and 
helping and whatnot. And then you kind of transitioned and you thought, I think at one point you thought maybe like working nonprofit in music, like that type of thing. And then you're right. Wow. Right. And then now, now that you're in a, I mean, you're in a school system. So like (laughs) your day to day is still like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still, I, I mean, I think yours didn't give you exact like concrete examples, but I think if you break it down into your personality type, I think what you're doing fits your personality type. Yeah, you're right. That makes sense. What about yours? So, and we probably should have mentioned, but each personality type has like a name that they call that personality type. So INFJs are the advocates. So this says that advocate personalities, they have to find meaning in their work um, in order to to know that they're helping and connecting with people. So they have to have that feeling that they're making a difference in the world. Um, and so their desire to help and connect others makes careers in healthcare, especially the more holistic varieties, very wow. rewarding advocates. So roles as counselors, psychologists, doctors, life coaches, spiritual guides are all attractive options. Wow, that's um, crazy. There was something I was looking at a couple nights ago page and I don't I don't have it now and I think I just typed into like literally Google careers for INFJ guess what the first career was that popped up it it was physical therapist I was like okay I know it was really it was really weird wait I want to do that (laughs) even the the second one that popped up for me was like something that I've talked to John about (gasps) before what the first one is administrator and that's what I am way that's so funny how weird is that see that makes me feel better because yeah go type into google right now school administrator is the other one on a different page I'm a school administrator that's see that makes me feel better I just feel like I said I feel like yours didn't give you good concrete options yeah oh my god See, that's funny. See, this is bringing me excitement. And like, it's literally just a test. Go take it, everybody. Well, I think it's interesting too, because if you if you type something in or if like you're reading all of this and you're like, okay, I'm doing something that's not anything related to what my personality type is like. And if you really don't enjoy your job, you know, maybe that can give you insight into a potential career change if that's the avenue you might need to go down. Okay, so to sum up my personality type, the ISFJ, the defender... This personality type, they say, is quite unique as many of our qualities defy the definition of our individual traits. So those sensitive defenders have excellent analytical abilities, which I find fits me pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty sensitive to lid, but I think that I have good analytical abilities. Right. I'm reserved. I have well-developed people skills, which I totally agree with, robust social relationships, and though ISFJs are generally a conservative type, which I would say I am. Defenders are often receptive to change and new ideas. As with so many things, people with the defender personality type are more than the sum of their parts, and it is the way they use these strengths that defines who they are. I like that. I think that's really fitting for you. I agree. It says that there's hardly a better type to make up such a large proportion of the population. So, Lid, mine's nearly 13%. Of the population really? is ISFJ, and that's at one out of the 16. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't think that that would be so big. Me either. Huh. And I think it's interesting, too, that, like, 
yours is such a big portion of the population and mine isn't and it's just one letter different yeah isn't that weird so mine is like i mentioned the advocate personality wait lydia what this is gonna did you read this last week when we were talking about this Defender personalities are often meticulous to the point of perfectionism, and though they procrastinate, they can always be relied on to get the job done. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk a little bit about last week's podcast episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> I edited – I was editing it Wednesday night. We released on Thursday mornings, and oh, my God. I didn't start until Wednesday at, like, 10. When was it? It was and late. <laughs> I didn't finish until midnight, and I don't go to bed at midnight. Like, that is not me. Like, I don't know what I was doing, but I procrastinated it all week, and I went to bed so late, and I got it done, but then Liddy didn't have a chance to listen to it before it went up. It was just, yeah, so that's me. That that's is me to so a T. Well, it also makes me think of you during, like, school, where, like, you would procrastinate on, like, writing a paper or something, but then you'd cram that thing out like you would and I don't know how you did it and like you didn't you didn't even seem honestly you didn't seem that phased by it like if I had been in your situation I would be crying I probably would have thrown a couple things like yeah I really wasn't phased by it I always think back to like oh my god one more time I'm gonna talk about Kirby and also Amy one time in college I had procrastinated this music project so long and then it was this day I was so busy. I had, I don't know, work at the boathouse in the morning. And then I had class all day. And then I had like orchestra. And then I had to go to my Quad City Symphony internship where Yo-Yo Ma was going to be and work the concert. And I had wow. this stupid music history thing project to do the next day. And I had to make an instrument. And I was so not going to get that done that (laughs) Kirby and Amy had to drive to like Ace Hardware and buy a PVC pipe and make a didgeridoo for me out of like wax and a PVC pipe and they even painted it and they made me a didgeridoo and the next day I went to class hadn't slept a wink because I was up all night doing other homework that I hadn't done yet because of this (laughs) Yo-Yo Ma concert and I went up to the front of the room. You had to play this instrument too. And I, <laughs> the didgeridoo didn't work. Like, obviously, like, like it wasn't their fault. Like, but obviously it didn't work. Like it wasn't a didgeridoo. It was a PVC pipe. And oh so I had God. to hum in it. <laughs> I put, I put the PVC pipe up to my mouth and I went, mm. <laughs> and then everybody clapped and that was that. But that's like one of my favorite stories from Augustina because that was just the epitome of just everything I don't know you just got the job done oh my my god God. that's hilarious I love that (laughs) okay so the advocate like I mentioned is very rare makes up less than one percent of the population they have an inborn sense of idealism and morality I don't know if that applies to me but that's what applies to advocates. Um, <laughs> these individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and making a lasting positive, making a lasting positive impact. That is something that I will say when I think back to like the decisiveness and how I'm not a decisive person, but I'm a very goal oriented person. Like I, when I have a goal, I am very good at making a plan and like sticking to it and being like very decisive with that. And so I think I sometimes 
am decisive and sometimes not. Yeah, I guess in that way, the decisive makes sense because it's not like, I mean, in college, you went back and forth, I guess, a little bit about your major, but once you knew it, I like, like there was that was that. It wasn't like, ahead. yeah, it wasn't like a few years later, you're like, well, I don't know if I wanted, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's right. not you. So maybe that does fit you more than you more think. Than, yeah, exactly. Um, and then people with this personality type tend to see helping others as their purpose in life. They can be found engaging in rescue efforts and doing charity work. It's actually interesting that it says this because I thought I had for a hot second, I thought that maybe after at some point after PT school, I would go down to like, I don't know, Chile or something like that and literally spend, I don't know, half a year doing like pro bono PT work. I always... In, in a weird way, and I, I hope this doesn't come across as, I don't know, cocky or something, but I always, like, will tell John that, like, I feel like I'm just meant, like, I'm meant to do something kind of, like, more, like, something that's bigger than myself, and yeah. I don't know if that's just because of my, pers- like, the, this personality type that always, like, wants to be helping for, like, a greater, bigger purpose or cause, and yeah, I don't know, like, that's just how I feel a lot of times. I just feel like there's something bigger and greater than myself that I need to be working towards I don't know I can see you doing something like that yeah for sure that would be so that would be such an amazing experience it would be really cool (laughs) I actually considered um the Peace Corps for a little while as well wow I can see you doing that too right so I wonder I wonder if any other INFJs ever thought about doing like the Peace Corps or or any like long-term volunteer work or anything it'd be interesting to see yeah that would be my friend Kenzie is one of the people that said she was an INFJ oh, really? on the survey and I couldn't see her I can see her doing something like that and if you're listening Kenzie I don't know if you're gonna be like what the heck like I would never do that but I can I can like see you doing that so I don't know it's kind of interesting that's funny all right everyone well I think we're going to wrap it up there we just threw a lot of information at you But if you have not taken the test, once again, we highly suggest you go take that because it is so telling of yourself. And I just think it's really important. I agree. And I, poor John, I always make him take these tests. And then I always use it as a chance for even us to communicate better in just a relationship. Like any type of relationship you're in, whether it's a dating or dating relationship, family relationship, work relationship so many positive things can come out of knowing truly who you are and being able to understand the people that are around you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. If you need a link to anything that we talked about, it will be in the show notes. So go check that out. If you haven't subscribed yet to our Instagram, well, not subscribed. If you haven't followed our Instagram yet, do so that is at we talk real talk podcast and we've been putting up a lot of little polls and whatnot so make sure to follow us so that you can have your voice heard yeah we'd love to tailor the episodes that so that they'll be the most beneficial for you guys and that you guys can get the most out of them so if we make any of those polls or anything like that feel free please 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 comment and Tell us your your thoughts and opinions because like Paige said, we want your voice to be heard. And lastly, tell your friends about our podcast. 
Yes, tell people. (laughs) (laughs) Because right now we're working on word of mouth. So if you know anybody that's looking for new podcasts, don't forget about us. Give them our name and we'll be happy to have them. Yeah, feel free to share us on on your Instagram story or in any other way, shape, or form. Word of mouth is good, but social media can spread like wildfire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week in our next episode. And yeah. Have a great week. Yeah. Bye, guys.